cutting costs to gain efficiencies, but you should also look at ways to be more efficient that translate into investing in new opportunities for your business. From Rain Associates Remote Studio in Newark, Ohio, this is Unsuitable, a management financial services podcast for entrepreneurs, tenured business leaders, and others who are ready to look beyond the suit and tie culture for meaningful, measurable results. I'm Doug Hauser. On this weekly podcast, thought leaders and business professionals break down complicated and mundane topics to give you the tips and insight you actually need to grow as a leader and help your organization grow and thrive. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss future episodes. And if you want access to even more information, show notes, and exclusive content, visit our website at www.raycpa.com slash podcast and sign up for updates. This is not the first time we've reflected on how the COVID-19 pandemic has changed the way we do business, and it won't be the last. But today, we're going to talk about the crisis from a cash flow and cost optimization perspective. Jim Leichtenberg, strategic partner with expense reduction consulting company Schooley Mitchell, is here to help us break down COVID into dollars and cents and how companies can find some financial breathing room despite the new COVID line item on their balance sheets. Welcome to Unsuitable, Jim. Well, thanks, Doug. I appreciate the invite and being here today. Yeah, great, uh, great to have you on. Uh, always insightful, although the, these circumstances aren't uh, aren't ideal for any of us. But uh, uh, we're we're making do in in today's world, and I guess that's a, a, a great segue to to the theme for today. Give us some background, if you could, about uh, cost optimization and and what you can do in in today's world that that we're we're faced with to to uh, be more efficient in that regard. Yeah, so just like you said, we're all adapting today. So when you think about it, I I reflect back to March 1st. What were a lot of us doing as businesses and business owners back then? Much different landscape uh, that we're in today when you look back to March 1st. So cost optimization um, should always be like on your big board. If you think, I don't know how many have uh, seen the Major League Baseball draft last night, but I was paying attention to it. And, you know, who's, who's always the top pick, right? Who's always the top five and cost optimization should always be in that top five. I think right now what you're seeing is the first, the first one is people, right? You got to take care of people. You got to take care of your clients. Everybody has to feel comfortable today. People want to work for you and they want to do business with you. But then instead of maybe at five or six, um, optimizing cost uh, is leaping up to that number two spot because the restrictions that are in today, you really got to look at being efficient. You know, how can you do things? How can you do things better today than you, than you did just a few months ago? And when you, when you talk cost optimization, you got to be strategic about it. So you got to look at it from a perspective of what are the big items to, look at first. Uh, today, there's new cost, right? right. I mean, there, there's, there's things that businesses have to do to ensure social distancing, to ensure um, personal protective equipment. So Absolutely. There's a, with, those, with those additional costs, you got to go, okay, what, how can we be strategic about that? How can we optimize those best? 
you know, go to the sources you trust, go to the um, even some independent experts that might deal in that day in and day out before this ever anything ever happened to get the best pricing that you can. You know, right. maybe buy more, maybe buy more than you, you know, don't buy for a month. You know, you're going to need it for six months. You know, you need it for 12 months. You know, buy those larger quantities. Be smart about it. And then look at those other items. So other items, meaning your day-to-day operations, you know, that could be, depending on your business, that could be, you know, what's your mortgage, what's your commercial insurance. It could be how you transact business. So if you take credit cards, it could be merchant services. It's it's how you communicate, you know, how you communicate, like using telecom. And there's a variety of cost items you can look at. And when you get into the details of it, it's not just today. Okay. Today's, um, you know, June 11th, you can save 20% today. Hey, that's great. But what do you, you know, what's going to happen to that cost three months from now, six months from now, a year from now. Right. And, you know, and, and I, and it's, it's easy to forget. I mean, no, no, it's, it's great. I think that's the, you know, the hard part right now is, is predicting the future. As you said, back March 1st, none of us would have thought we'd be sitting where we are today, but I think what this does is it presents an opportunity for all business owners out there to really rethink their model. Right. And so it's, it's, cost, it's how they deliver, it's, you know, what they deliver and what the demand for what they deliver will be, right? So you can, you know, in, in some ways, I, I hate to use this word, but it, it really is a chance to kind of take a step back and, and reset and rethink what you do from top to bottom, right? And certainly cost optimization, things that may have, have looked efficient, three months ago may not look so efficient right now. Right. So let's, let's rethink all that. Yeah. You know, the Doug, it's, you do have to take a step back. You have to, you have to use some analysis tools that maybe you, you weren't using before. Uh, and, and, and you got to look at, okay, what, to your point, what was happening on March 1st, your business could have been thriving. It could have been very good. And today it could, it could look very different. So, you know, using tools like a rolling forecast or a SWOT analysis, which which is strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats, you know, that should be done now. Yeah. So you get a look at that because that probably changed a lot from what it was just a few months ago. So that helps you identify, okay, what should we look at optimizing, right? What are those big cost items? What are ones that are directly related to operating sales functions? And that relates to when you optimize those costs, that directly relates to cash flow. Right. So improving your cash flow makes your business stronger. It gets you in the right position so you can continue to move forward. And you should always continue to look ahead. Okay, this is how I manage today, but how am I going to manage three months from now? What you know? What what are things going to look like maybe October first or a year from today? So putting these things in place just allows you to gain a lot of efficiencies and allows you to um, be able to scale. You know, you can be more efficient means you're stronger. You can scale your business appropriately. And, you know, one item that that we were on point before was, you know, saving 20% today is great. What's it going to look like a year from now? And that's really critical because you could do a good job today, 
But just like we talked about, you're looking at your business, okay, what's going to happen in six months, what's going to happen in 12 months, you can lose track of those items. And it's easy to do. It's, 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 it's just the way of doing business. When you solve one problem, you move on to the other. And there's yeah. a lot of, there's a lot of items today that need attention that needs solving. So the, the key point for optimizing cost that I think gets missed a lot is a process where you actually audit. Mm. So what, what I mean by that is, okay, you say 20% today. Hey, that's great. But we should be looking at this every month or at least at a minimum every quarter. Where are we at? Are we still saving that amount of money? Did our business grow, right? We, we, where the, the cost category went up because sales went up. Well, right. if we have more volume, maybe, maybe we can get better pricing. So you go revisit that opportunity to save more. And I think that's the one thing that gets missed a lot is it's just a point in time. Hey, we saved some money. Great. Let's move on. And it's, it's taking that extra step going, no, we got to ensure we have, you know, if it's an internal resource, if it's an external expert, some kind of process built in that's making sure that you stay on top of that savings because right. if that savings goes down, right? If it changes on you, goes from 20 to 10%, well, you just lost, you just decreased cash flow. You're not yeah. optimized like you thought you were. So here, here's one of the things that always, you know, kind of, you know, frustrates me a little bit when I hear, uh, you know, gain efficiency and, and cost optimization. I think people always think, oh, we're just, we're cutting costs, right? We're going to look at everything and, and cut costs. And, and I try to remind folks, and maybe you can expound on this a little bit. It, it doesn't mean you're always cutting costs. You could be investing on the other side to, to gain efficiency or, or make things, you know, run smoother or create additional opportunities, right? I mean, that, that's part of the, the kind of the cost benefit analysis, right? Oh, absolutely. You could, you know, you could optimize what you have and it could be a change in technology. Mm -hmm. um, so you, there is an investment, but the change in technology could create efficiencies that like we're doing today. A lot, yep. of, a lot of companies had to, had to learn that, right? They had to learn, hey, how do we work from home now? So a lot of it can be um, an investment, which could equate to savings, but it could just e equate to efficiencies. People are more able to do what they're supposed to do. They perform better. Uh, it's more flexible. Like now we can um, do things remotely much more easily today than, than we did three months ago because we mm -hmm. had to learn. We had to adapt. Uh, and to your point, it's not just cost cutting. It's It's about okay, if we do save money in this area, A, cost A, hey, that's great, but now let's take that savings and then move it to sales opportunity B because we can expand there. Now you're really just moving money from one bucket to another to invest in your business to either provide a new service or provide um, a, additional opportunities for, for customers and, and grow sales. So um, right. you're absolutely correct. A lot of it is, it's not just don't think you're cutting costs um, to cut costs. You should be cutting costs to gain efficiencies, but you should also look at ways to be more efficient that translate into investing in new opportunities for your business. Right. Oh, absolutely. And I think now is, is the, the perfect time to, as we said before, perfect time to sort of maybe take that step back and really examine 
uh, all of these things. So the, the other key point, and I know you're, you're a big believer in this, you know, we can talk about analyzing this stuff and looking at it, but if you don't have good information uh, on, on, in terms of the inputs to be able to evaluate this stuff, you're, you're really screwed before you ever start. Right. So you've, you've got to have, <laughs> right. have good information to be able to plug into you know, your cash forecast and, and cash flow. What, what do you try to do when you're working with people to get them uh, set up to do a, a rolling cash flow? I'm, I'm a big believer in that as well. And I'm curious to hear how you get people to buy into doing that. Yeah, well, it, it, you nailed it on the head, Doug. I mean, you have to have good data. If you don't know the data or where it's coming from or, you know, if it's real, you know, you can't use your gut in those situations. You got to look at what the numbers are telling you. You got to look at your books. You got to look at your sales, your costs, you know, look at your income statements and always refer to your budget. Your budget should be, should be rolling as well. It shouldn't be a fixed thing that you did in January, you know, and here we are in June. A lot of things changed since January. That should be updating itself, right? It needs to be updating yeah. itself, uh, uh, on a monthly basis, that's how that's how you can stay agile. That's how you can um, direct your business as you need to uh, uh, to gain efficiencies and and opportunities. And you know, to your point of doing the first step is okay. Let's get the information. And and a lot of times is okay. Who's do you have that internal person that can get you the information? And that's step one. And if it's a smaller business, you know they may need help with that because they are so deep into managing the day-to-day operations. Okay, let, let's take a step back and let's, let's find that information. Let's see what you do have. And then it's, it's about creating the processes around that so you're getting those details right. regularly and that you're looking at them and that, you know, and you want to be real realistic when you look at, you know, a cash flow analysis. What do you yeah. need to maintain your business? You know, yeah. there's a point to maintaining it. There's a point to where you would like to, to be at, you know, to be where you may be expanding, but you have to have that opportunity to really look at the numbers um, to see what's there. And it's yeah. about, it's about, Hey, let's have fun with your business, right? Your business wants to grow. You just don't want to maintain. You don't want to stay the same as they stagnant. You want to grow. Maybe it's opening up another location. Maybe it's another service or product you want to add to your business. So look at it from that format. Cause that's usually what energizes business owners. Right. Yeah. It's like, okay, you know, what, what can we do to grow? What can we do to expand? And, and getting that data is step one. And then step two is putting it into that forecast model. And then step three is, okay, let's put the things around it. If it's optimizing costs, if it's creating efficiencies and processes, if it's creating a new sales channel, whatever those things are, but it's based around data and it's based yeah. around where you want to go. Yeah. And I think, uh, and, and that's the key too. We, we, I know we preach this over and over to our, our clients. It, it's a, a budget or a rolling cash flow. It should be a living, breathing document. It's, it's not stagnant. As you said, it's, it's not, okay, we're going to do this, you know, at, at the start of our year and just put it on the shelf until the end of the year and sort of compare how we did. I mean, that, that doesn't do anybody any good. So you've got to, You've got to continue to evaluate as, as you go along. But um, one of the other things I wanted to ask you about, Jim, we hear a lot about this in, in today's world, pivot, right? Pivot. I'm going to pivot yes. my business or, or all that. You know, I, I, sometimes I get 
tired of some of these buzzwords, but what do you think of when you think about, okay, let's, let's think about evaluating our business and, and where we're at and, and are we doing the things that we should be doing? What, what does that mean to you? So when you talk about, um, and, and I agree, I mean, pivot's such a great term, but it is a buzzword today. And, it's, and, it, and it really just means what's the next opportunity? Again, what were we doing March 1st may not be the right way to do business today or might yeah. not be the best way to go about business today. And when you look at those things, it's you, you need to know what was working March 1st. So if you don't, if you don't really know, like business was just doing good, you might, you need to take that. Okay. Let's dig a little bit deeper. What was, why was it working on, on March 1st right. before things changed? And then let's look at the environment today. So, you know, one aspect could be, you know, who are your clients today compared to when it was, you know, a few months ago, it could look different. And I mean, and there's a, there's a lot of reasons for that. Some people are, are wanting to go out more. Some people are wanting to go out less. Some people are going to e-commerce, you know, cause, or there are, or curbside pickup, if it's something, you know, type that type of business. So, so when you look at where you're successful, okay, great. Determine what those, what those things are, what we really did well. Now, how can you translate some of those things if it's not built for today to, to target and to be successful today? You know, yeah. how can you get in that area? That's, that's right. So a little bit of, you know, that's why I mentioned that SWOT analysis, because that's telling yourself, where are you good at? You know, what yeah. were you doing right? And, but then today, okay, what's, what's some of the threats? What's some of the weaknesses we have? Try to see how you can overcome those. And then obviously the, the opportunity part is huge. That's where the pivot comes into. So if you understand, if you understand what the opportunities are, and just for example, cause it, it's one a lot of people can relate to e-commerce. Mm-hmm. If you weren't doing it before or you weren't focusing on it, you should be doing that today. If that's the type of business, let's just say if it's a specialty retail, you know, family owned business. Well, you should be really investing in an opportunity to reach, at least reach clients that might be shopping from home, but they're just going to other areas instead of going to your shop like they did three months ago. Right. So it's, it's looking at those opportunities of, of where you can maximize to get in front of not only your current clients that were, that uh, you had three months ago, but also new ones. Because if right. you go into a new area where you weren't, you weren't getting that audience attention before, you may have an opportunity to grow your business and gain their attention uh, today. Yeah. But it's all starting back to, you know, what were you good at March 1st? And what can you be good at today moving right. forward and the new opportunities that are available? And and I think the other thing you touched on it briefly uh, a bit ago is when, when you do that kind of SWOT analysis, it, it's also important to look at your your personal passion and and what you want your business and what you what you want your business to be and what you want to do. It, it's interesting because we were talking with a, a, a client a business owner this morning and they're they're thinking about selling one of their divisions uh, because you know it's, this time has allowed them to sort of take that step back and look at it and say you know what while while this division uh, is is good for my business in terms of uh, the financial return I simply don't enjoy it 
I'd rather devote my time and energy, you know, over here, this other side of the business. And that's, that's my family's passion. And, um, you know, I think all too often we, we tend to take the, the personal side out of things. And, and I think that's important too. Do you find that when, when you're consulting with, with business owners that they, they do that? Yeah, I mean, I, I that's what I enjoy the most when working with business owners is, is that passion that you see, and and that's what they should be focused on. Normally, the things that um, can frustrate them and and cause um, more challenges than they normally encounter are the things that uh, they don't have the passion for, right? That they that they don't necessarily like to do. You know, some of that can be, you know, who likes to do office work, right? I mean, the people were getting in part of it. I mean, some people love it, which is great. A lot of the business owners or entrepreneurs might not, um, might not enjoy that. And they just mentioned that to relate it to, to what you just said. So it could be that you expanded in an area, but is it really your passion? Did you, you know, Hey, why did you do it? Okay. There was an opportunity there. But then if it's something that you can't get excited about and continue to grow, that's a great self-analysis, which yeah. which I think a lot of businesses should be doing is what's our core focus? We shouldn't be yeah. in, you know, five different things if we're really good at two or three. Let's focus yeah. on the two or three we're really good at and that we're passionate about. And let's get let's just continue to get better at that because you're already good at it. Right. It's it's, it's much harder for people in businesses to try to do really well on something that they're not passionate about or that, or, or that I don't want to say they're not good in, but it's not their core, right. not their core focus. You know, when I talk to business owners many times, it's, you can see the path, you, you know what they're passionate about. You know what they want to do and where they want to go. And that yeah. gets me excited because if I can help them with that piece, um, I always say it's, it's always like, you know, if they would write a book, um, and it's a, you know, a uh, multi-generation family owned business. I just can, I don't have to even be a chapter. If I can be just be a page in the book to say that allowed them to get to the, to their next chapter. Sure. Hey, that's awesome. That's, yeah. that's what, that's what drives me. That's what my passion is. Um, because if I help a local business, it's, it's helping not only them, but it's helping the community and everybody around it. Yeah, I think that's that's sage advice, Jim, and and uh, I think that's a phenomenal way to to take a look at not only what we each individually do, but uh, obviously for business owners to to kind of reflect and focus on on what's important. So really appreciate that. And if you want more more business tips and insight, or to hear previous episodes of Unsuitable, visit our podcast page at www.raycpa.com slash podcast. And while you're there, sign up for exclusive content and show notes. Thanks for listening to this week's show. Be sure to subscribe to Unsuitable on Apple or Google Podcasts or wherever you're listening to us right now, including YouTube. I'm Doug Hauser. Join us next week for another Unsuitable interview from an industry professional. The views expressed on Unsuitable on Ray Radio are our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of Ray and Associates. The podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to replace the professional advice you would receive elsewhere. Consult with a trusted advisor about your unique situation so they can expertly guide you to the best solution for your specific circumstance. 